Welcome everybody to Sunday Drivers. I am Dan, joined by Linus. Uh, Linus, how are you doing? We had a uh, wreck fest filled weekend at Daytona and uh, Austin Dillon, your driver, came out on top. So you got to be feeling pretty good. Man, we're in the playoffs, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Not going to be 2022 cars. champions, but you know, it's uh, both RCR's cars in the playoffs. Can't get much better than that. One, two at the finish as well. Yep. And, you know, Tyler Reddick, what, what a God, you know. All thanks to him. He he could have won that race if he wanted to. Um, but you know, I yeah. think that's him showing that he doesn't care if he's going to a new team. Well, mm-hmm. I also think because the Toyota's kind of screwed him over too, uh, during the, the end of stage two, they kind of left him out to drive, but yeah, but this goes to show that he is fully committed to this team until the day that he leaves to win, you know. To finishing yeah. the best, yeah, yeah, so, and if I mean, obviously he wants to win the championship, but to do that, he could have just dumped his teammate there and got another five bonus points for the playoffs. But instead, right. he chose to get his teammate into the playoffs and knock out an affiliate teammate for his new new team. So he basically showed RCR and everybody that he is fully committed to RCR until the day that he leaves, and I think that's going to be that's going to be a big boost for the whole organization. I think. Well, I, I also think it goes to, like, Road America. Austin Dillon could have stayed on track and cost mm-hmm. Tyler Reddick his first win. I I think Tyler Reddick is a breed of driver we haven't seen in a very long time because not, not very many people would have settled for a second. They would have went for first, regardless of the situation, regardless of it being a teammate. Uh, but... Yeah, Tyler Reddick's a different breed of driver, man. He uh, he just decided to uh, settle in and get his teammate into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, it's, uh, now there's two RCR drivers in the playoffs, so he's not going to get all the attention like he would have had Austin not advanced. So, again, I mean, it just goes to show he is fully committed to this team, and this might open, you know... Um, how do you say it? Like I thought he for sure was going to go to twenty three eleven with Kurt Busch being out and everything, but yeah. with him doing this now, I think you know he might still be at RCR next year, like they're saying he will be. It's just so impossible to tell. And with this, obviously, everything gets even more unclear to me what's actually going to happen in the future. Um, but I, I'm just happy to see my guy win, and you know, it's uh, you don't really get to celebrate wins as an Austin Dillon fan, fan that often anymore, and. Uh, on Sunday, we got to celebrate twice because I celebrated the win when it started raining, man. I thought it was over. And then, <laughs> damn it, they got back to racing, but he won it anyway. So, he, uh, like, I loved during that break because he, like, developed a thousand yard stare. Like, when is mm-hmm. this going to be called? When am I going home? I, I know as an Austin Dillon fan, you probably did not appreciate na- the effort NASCAR put in to go green again. But, but incredible job. For, by them to get to try and get the race started right, mm-hmm. for the fans that had been there but i i'm sure as a uh dylan fan you're like this this is done they need to call the track this is stupid why are they doing this yeah like i was watching the radar and everything but it's uh it, it it's still very good that they managed to get the race you know i mean they started at what 10 a.m so yeah it must have been like one when the rain came 
at a track that has lights. So they essentially had 10 hours to get the track dry and get 20 laps in. And even if they waited until 9 p.m., I wouldn't blame them because, you know, they want to get the show in and it's the cutoff race. And right. whatever they decide to do there is going to change the outcome of the whole playoffs. Now the same driver advanced in terms of Austin Dillon, but Truex got knocked out and Blaney got in instead. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, NASCAR did what they had to do, and I'm happy they did, <laughs> even though it took like two hours for them to get the track dry. Right. Uh, or even more. Uh, but they did a great job getting that done. Uh, and the fact they went back to green, actually, obviously my driver still won. But even if he'd have lost, I would not have been mad at them because it's what you expect them to do, especially in a situation like that. Right. Um, before we get further into the race or the cup side of things, let's back it up. Um, Jeremy Clements wins his second Xfinity. It was a weekend of the underdogs, man. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, that was uh, that was a terrible race, though. Oh yeah, it was. It was not um, fun to watch. Um, just wreck after wreck after wreck. <clears throat> Day of the underdog, though. Like Ryan Vargas got a top ten. Uh, Timmy Hill got second place. Uh, AJ Allmendinger's just glad he got out of there alive. Um, mm-hmm. It just that man is a character, and he is very, very audible about how much he hates plate racing. And it's just funny because from like 20, 2020 to twenty twenty one, Colling was winning all those races, and he's just like, "Yeah, I hate this kind of racing. I I really don't like that. I'm good at it." But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is something we've been seeing develop in Xfinity series all season. Just wreck after wreck after wreck. I, young guys going for it. Like, I understand on one, on one aspect, but on the other, if you're in the wall, then you can't win the race. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. This uh, I'm looking forward to DBC. Gonna coming out tonight, I think, or tomorrow morning. It's gonna be uh, really fun to listen to what they have to say. But they just don't have, like they keep saying, they just don't have the respect in certain situations. I don't know why it got a ter- as terrible as it did, uh, especially towards the end. There, I think they had cautions on lap one hundred five, one twelve was the last one to finish the race. They had three overtimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, those, and, the, and those flags were flown before they even got out of the back stretch for mm-hmm. and, uh, and then it finished under caution because of a one car spin that uh, they probably could have let that NASCAR go. NASCAR just but... wanted the race to be over. Yeah, 100%. I can see I can see why they did that. Because um, that was like one thirteen AM one it, it was it was early mm-hmm. here. I can't imagine what when it was for you, but I I got up and had to go to work and I went on social media and I saw a NASCAR posted just now and it was a replay of a wreck. So I just put on the broadcast and watched the last 10 laps before I went to work. So that was perfect. Um, But yeah, just those last 10 laps was a shit shit show in itself. Um, But towards the end there on the final restarts, you know, there was like 10 guys to root for to get their first win so that was pretty exciting like let's Um, go timmy hill like i was excited for him you know 
Uh, Ryan Vargas, he's somebody I've followed on social media for a while. It's really good to see all these guys out there. Brandon Brown giving a very emotional interview. Um, now you uh, could tell it was a many experienced drivers up front because the moves they were making just didn't make sense. You know, they'd hook up, be too. Oh, but I'm just going to leave you and take the lead. But here comes another guy. Oh, he's not going to push anyone. He's like, <laughs> it was just a mess all the way through. Um, um, Sage Karam as well in fifth. That was pretty cool to see. Alex LeBay. And Kyle C finishing top 10, Iwuji just missing out there. So some really unusual yeah, names up there. place for Jesse. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's, you know, the joke is, well, there's only 14 cars or something like that. But, you know, it good for good for him. Good for all of them. You know, uh, it's a good takeaway. It's the one or two times a year that these guys have an opportunity to finish a uh, uh, to win a race outside of like freak circumstances, but mm-hmm. it was good to see a man, guy like Jeremy Clements win in that situation. So that was good. Uh, going in, Kyle Busch's future has been up in the air for all year. Kyle Busch's demeanor has been, uh, hasn't been what it it used to be. But this weekend, he's playing jokes with the news media. He's smiling even after, you know, not great results. But that man signed a contract last week for sure. Uh, Yeah, it kind of seems like it. And if he didn't, he's at at least got something, you know, that's close to being done. Not really sure what it could be. Like 10 different things it could be really. But seems like he... uh... He's in a much better place right now, anyway, mentally, with this whole thing going into next season, and uh, it was it was pretty pretty interesting to see him act like that in the press conference because he <laughs> usually doesn't. It's been a while since I saw him joke around with media like that, but that was a pretty pretty good start to to the cro- to the yeah. conference, I think. He got them all hook, line, and sinker too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey guys, I got some news. They're like, oh boy, yeah, I got nothing to report. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I 100% think that Colleg Racing's going to Toyota next year. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, it seems throughout this entire process that Toto, Toyota has been extremely adamant that they want to keep Kyle Busch. Um, I and, saw something on Twitter. I'm just going to keep talking, and I'll see and if I can find it real quick. Colleg has the money to to put up to give Kyle Busch exactly what he wants and also that means that Toyota collects a new team and that you know I think it's a win-win for everybody that's one of the latest rumors right now there is something about like Kyle Busch selling his team but I don't think so I think if he can find a manufacturer that's a Toyota he's KBM's gonna stay the same yeah, I can't find it right now, but I saw a tweet from someone earlier today uh, that TRD had said something about they're going to do whatever us as a manufacturer or you know Toyota Racing Development can do to keep Kyle Busch in Toyota. So, Holly Racing going over to Toyota could be what they meant. Like, yep. okay, we can't keep him here, so we're going to get another team on board and put him in there. And that's, you know, so that's a possibility. Cars. 
That's two yeah. cars with a young driver who was a part of Toyota. Um, was he? I think he was. No, he wasn't. Never mind. A young driver like Justin Haley, who's still, you know, <laughs> he's great at plate races. So now you got that for Toyota. Um, I uh, that statement 100% sounds like we will absorb another team into our family if that's what it takes to keep Kyle Busch here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other other ways to go, obviously, with uh, Kurt Busch being out. I don't think he's going to return next year with uh, his head being the way it is. Uh, so obviously that car is going to be open, and I think Kyle Busch might go there because then Gibbs is going to go to the 18, no doubt. Um, or, you know, there are rumors going around that he's going to RCR. I still don't see that happening. Um, but if Kurt Busch is out, they can move Reddick over to the 45 starting this year and get Kyle Busch in the eight. Um, but still, I, I, since the first moment I heard that, I'm like, Kyle Busch is not going to fit in with the RCR mentality. I don't think no. that's going to work at all unless, you know, he's, he's somehow changed into a different person off track, but somehow keeps playing this villain or has the same attitude on track and on TV, just because that's, that's who he is like in NASCAR. Yeah. But I, I still don't see that happening. And obviously Almirola is staying, so he's not going to the 10 and somebody said Custer was staying as well. So I, I haven't seen that announcement that's, yet, but that's what Zipidelli said. Uh, one of the higher ups in the SHR, he said the plan right now is to keep Custer um, mm-hmm. which <laughs> great on them being loyal, but uh, I, I like Custer, but the guy got one win and that was an incredible fluke. It, not even, not even some of the best drivers in NASCAR history could go from six to first in Kentucky. You know, it's just everything played out for that kid, but I, I don't know if I agree with that, but it sounds like he's going to stay there. I, my question is, is uh, did the talks fall through with Kyle Busch? And then Tony Stewart was like, hey, Almirola, how about staying in that seat for another year? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's... Uh... It's going to be interesting the next few weeks, though, to see what's going to happen. Or maybe they're just going to wait until the season's over or until Cal Bush is knocked out of the playoffs. I don't know. But uh, wherever he go, that organization is going to get a huge lift. And, you know, if he goes into a role knowing that he's going to help a young guy develop and help build a team to get better, rather than being in a car that he knows is supposed to be the fastest on track week in and week out, maybe maybe it'll work out. Um but the Kyle Bush I've grown up watching on television, I don't really know how many teams he would actually fit into. Um, but he's growing up, he's got kids, he's gotten he's changed a bit actually. So you know you know you never know. It's in the end we just have to wait and see what happens. But wherever he goes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a shocker pretty much to me wherever he ends up. I would it's just laugh. so impossible to tell. I would laugh so hard. If Bush ends up at Toyota, our colleague, because Brett Griffin is a <laughs> is a spotter for colleague, mm-hmm. and Brett hate, hates Kyle Bush. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like one part of DBC is trashing Kyle Bush every week. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be hilarious that they're like, hey, Brett, we're going to team you up with Kyle. And now all of a sudden his opinion on uh, Thor Bumper Clear is that Kyle Bush is one of the greatest to ever drive a race car, guys. I love my job. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would uh, that would happen. Like, but you, you, I mean, maybe he gets told by his boss that he has to change his mind. I don't know, but in the end, it, it seems like Brett Griffin doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks, apart from himself. So, uh, yeah, he cares a lot about what he thinks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I I think it's calling. I I think any because Petty GMS announced that. No, Gregson's going to be filling in for the 42. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I don't see um, what what is Chastain's team? Trackhouse. I don't see Trackhouse adding a third. And I don't see Kyle Busch being a teammate with Ross Chastain. No. Um, I mean... As much as Marks and them would probably love to have Kyle Busch on their team, I don't think he'd want to he'd want to drive for them either. Um, but if they do add a third car, Kyle Busch would be a great addition if he's willing to team up with Chastain and Suarez. But if he, I mean, if it's if it's the best car he can get into for next season, maybe he'll accept it and do it. You know, because they probably don't pay too badly. So he's going to make a bunch of money. He's going to get to drive a fast car that we know can win. Um, and he's going to be with an organization that is going, you know, steadily upwards. Right. So, I mean, what, three wins this year? Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I just don't see him fitting in that track house. Uh, mm, same. I mean, again, Colleague is a new team, and I think they figure that this year that despite their success in Xfinity cups going to be a lot harder than they think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they even got that win last year, but that was a complete, like nothing against Almondinger, but that, that was a complete fluke on their end. Um, their cars had been really fast at road courses this year, but again, that's not the rest of the season. So no, I, if this is what happens, I think it's going to be the best move for Colleague going forward. Colleague's probably going to lose some fans, but they're going to have to deal with it because then that means that AJ Allmendinger is going to be driving for Toyota next year. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I think that's what Toyota would do that to keep Kyle Bush because the money that comes in with Bush. But uh, yeah, okay, Cup Race, another underdog uh, event. Uh, I mean, did BJ McElroyd finished in the top 10? Um, never would I ever. Cody Ware got what, 16th place or sixth place? Sixth place, yeah. <laughs> David Just- Reagan in ninth, Castle in fourth. Like they were all going for it and they all had a chance to be in the top five, but um they just again like in the Xfinity series you could tell who was a bit more experienced of running up front at play tracks and who wasn't because they kind of 
screwed themselves over there. Obviously, Castle made a great block to do what he had to do uh, on the final lap there, and that I think is what saved Austin and Reddick from getting contended by the guys coming from behind because Noah had a good run, but you know, um, it's, uh, it, it shows that they are not experienced of being up front. And had they gotten to try that ten more times, I think the tenth time they would have probably gotten around the 77 and got up there and contended for the win. And we could have had um, Noah Gregson or Cody Ware in victory lane instead. But uh, Oh my God. Could you imagine Uwu in victory lane? <laughs> yeah. Um, he wouldn't have qualified for a playoff. So no, he's, he's in 30 seconds. So he would not have gone into the playoffs, but that would have been, that would have been hilarious. That would have been such a big boost for that, that whole team. And I, I'm as a driver and everything. diverse drivers and everything, but keep the anime kid out of victory lane, please. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's uh, it's a huge payday for all these teams that so this is going to change, you know, the whole season for them. This pretty much made the whole season for all those teams that got up in there in the top 10. Yeah. So surviving all these wrecks coming back home with cars that won't need that much repairs um unlike some others that we saw like harvick who got towed off of pit road when the rain rain went away uh, yeah i think that crash as well with the rain i saw something about that costing just over four million dollars in repairs estimated yeah um so that um that was a bit of a mess but yeah, yeah that, that I can remember that happening before, and that was the 2001 All-Star Race. Nobody knew it was raining in turn one, and you lost everybody going into turn one. Mm -hmm. So it's... They replayed audio of one driver saying it had rained for a whole lap, and then Kyle Busch afterwards said that there was no rain at all until they hit that turn. Um, Yeah, it was Justin Haley said that... um, Yeah said that there is rain but then his in-car camera proved that wasn't true or multiple yeah. um it's and then just... cal bush said it as well that there was literally no rain and then all of a sudden bam and we just wrecked so um but griffin i think it was said on the radio about five seconds before that it's raining up in the spotter stand yeah that's obviously off the track but so they had a few seconds to throw the caution but it just looked so weird three cars all of a sudden just breaking loose Yep. Cars going everywhere. Harvick mashing the gas, driving straight into it as well. And then Austin just down to the bottom, sneaking through. Yeah. So that's right. when I celebrated the win the first time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? It, everything we've seen before is, states that, you know, the race is mm-hmm. over. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, had that been, say, the 12th, 13th race of the season, They'd have tried, they'd have waited, but then when the second rainfall came, they would have just said, okay, we call it here. And that would have been it. But because of the significance of the race and because of who was leading, had Harvick come out in the lead, they might have called it as well because he's already won a race. Mm -hmm. But now it's a new winner, so it's going to change the playoff picture. Well, they saw saw the entire top 10 get wrecked and they went, oh, Oh my God, we could have something cool happen. Mm-hmm. So, but again, they did exactly what they have to do. Uh, but yeah, other than that, wreck, I mean, this race was a bit of a of a mess as well. Quite a few Which decent wrecks. So, 
I mean, Daytona was good. We didn't see a lot of wrecks there. Talladega was really good, but this was mm-hmm. just the complete opposite. It was, it was a crapshoot, and which is kind of what plate races are meant to be. But it kind of felt like a stumble in terms of what uh, it could have been. I mean, we we had this anxiety charged race. Uh, who who could win it? You know, we have these guys that could that have been in the top five points all year. They could not even make the playoffs. So it's yeah, and I, Daytona is just one of these races. You know, it, it's, they had a crash pretty early. Was it like lap thirty or whatever? Where Blaney got taken out, and yeah. that kind of sucked for him. And then the entire stage two, I think they ran caution free, so they all settled down a bit. Um, pit strategy came into play with the Toyotas going in, and then everybody else coming in on the next lap, literally the whole field. That was quite something. Um, but they made it work as well. I think, uh, oh shit, Austin got hit by somebody on pit lane, and two other cars hit each other. Uh, but they they made it through there pretty well, and that was quite impressive. And then obviously in the final stage, we had quite a few wrecks, and then the rain came. And Austin Dillon was, I think he got the lucky dog, the caution before the rain caution, yeah. where he got into the lead. So he went from being a lap down to being the leader in like five laps. It, yeah, it's as far as Daytona goes, it. It was what Daytona is, and that's chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just kind of was hoping for something a little better, uh, but what can you do? Uh, it's kind of a little stumble on the season that has been pretty good so far. Uh, I mean, playoffs are coming up. We got Darlington next weekend. Um, that was a good race back in May. Uh, a lot of people did not like the results of that race, but it was a good race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a, a, a good good race coming up there as well. And a lot of uh, a lot of the drivers in the playoffs did not perform very well there, or at least have good results. Uh, some due to crashes, but you know, it's uh, if if we have sort of the same results this time as we had last time around the playoffs is going to be turned kind of upside down already after one race in the first round. So uh, I remember Austin, he finished in the top 10, I think Reddick was like second or third. So uh, it's, uh, it's like we said before we started recording, I think this whole playoffs is going to be about who can catch a break. You know, a lot of people are going to get into trouble and there's going to be some crashes and, that race was still early in the season. Everybody's learned a lot more now. They're a bit more comfortable yeah. with the car. We had the tire issues, but I still think, you know, at least two drivers who should go through on speed will fall out because of some issue and someone's going to luck through just because of circumstances in every single round. And like everybody's saying now, Austin's going to go out in the first round. Well, he finished in the top 10 at Darlington um, last time around. Yeah. So if you can Dylan get a good is- result there and get through, then Talladega is in the next round and he's in the round of eight, you know? So, I mean, Austin has a, uh, he finished second back in 2020, I think, um, mm-hmm. to Kevin Harvick. Everybody in the playoffs legitimately to me has a shot 
of winning the title this year. It, yeah. I mean, to your point, the one thing I am interested to see with this new car is we are returning to tracks. We are starting to return to tracks for the second time. Richmond, uh, that race was a lot better than the, the first race we had there this year. Uh, gonna go back to Darlington again, then Kansas, then Texas. That one's probably not gonna be good. Um, Talladega, Vegas, like it, it's gonna be interesting to see if having time in these cars actually help. It what and it's gonna be kind of like a, a diagram for what we're gonna see next year in terms of like, what does a second season in this car look like after these guys have already had wheel time on it? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, again, going Darlington, we have a lot of guys who have been good there in the past in the playoffs right now. I Chase Elliott is a guy that comes to mind. Um, Joey Logano is good there. We saw that back in May or at least he's good with his bumper there. Uh, mm -hmm. Larson, Byron, Byron, who hasn't really done anything since that race. Uh, Hamlin, the defending race winner. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Plus, Kevin Harvick's really good there. And Toyotas have always been good there. Are we going to see them run in the front of the pack for the entire race again? Who knows? This entire season, on the whole, has... Uh, has been extremely, extremely unpredictable. Yeah, I, like, I did not expect in a million years to see a 1-2 RCR victory at any time this season, let alone a plate race. And that's nothing against RCR. It's just something that statistically doesn't happen. Yeah, especially with how many how many drivers have gotten better and faster and teams that have gotten faster at super speedway, but somehow they both managed to survive. Uh, but yeah, there's, it's just so many, so many things that can happen at Darlington and Toyota could come out and dominate or they could be nowhere and finish outside the top 20 with the whole team. We've seen that several times, but I think coming back with this being a track where we're coming back to it for the second time, I think a lot of the player drive playoff drivers might still, you know, show up, but it's a tough track and it's a long race. I think it was the 400 last time around, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be a 500, 500 this time, so it's going to be longer. Um, so it's plenty of time for things to happen, and an early wreck could take out a few contenders. You, you just never know. Um, I yeah. uh, I saw something interesting statistic. This year is the first year since the charter system has been implemented that every back marker vehicle has gotten at least one top 10. Mm -hmm. We even had like back to Atlanta. One of them was contending for a lead and led laps. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we might even see for the first time in a very long time, a lot of these races aren't going to be won by, we saw 16 different winners during a regular season. That's not going to stop. We can still see a couple more drivers. It, so it's going to be interesting. Like, are these other teams going to sit back and just let the playoff guys go at it? Or are they going to go out there and contend for a win? 
I tell you what, Truex is going to win Darlington and Kansas. Yeah, you think so? The first two? That would be... I mean, just imagine that Poetic. you miss the playoffs by three points and then you start off by winning the next two races. Th- that, would that, be funny that would just be terrible. If he put up 2017 numbers, like he won five of the playoff races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, could you imagine the fans, though? He, yeah, they would go ape shit. Truex is the real champion. Yeah. I I mean, I who knows? Who knows what we're going to see? Uh, I've liked what we've seen so far in the regular season. Um, I, I doubt that's going to stop heading into the playoffs. Which one of those in the top 10 do you think is going to be out after the round of 16? Ooh, um... Because I think at least one of the drivers who are currently in the top 10 is going to fall out. Byron? Uh, I'm, I don't think Byron's going to make it. No? He's he's fifth, but like, when's the last time he's produced and going to finish? I mean, he's got two wins, but he's got four top fives and five top tens. Yeah, that's... So, yeah, only one with less top tens is Chase Briscoe. He's got four. Uh but the only reason Byron is as high as he is is because of those two wins. Other than that, I mean, he's not had a very solid season and to advance in the playoffs, you need a top 10. So I was actually going to say Christopher Bell, but watching Byron's stats here real quick. Yeah. The last time he finished in the top 10 was at Sonoma and that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That was 10 races ago. And before that, it was another... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight races. That was back in Martinsville. So he's got one top 10 in the last, what, 17 races. And he finished ninth at Sonoma. So looking at that, I mean, William Byron, he has not got any sort of momentum whatsoever. See, I was going to say Bell too, just because, you know, he's at the cusp, but he's starting to have some decent finishes lately. I mean, he's got he, 14 top 10s. That's uh, tied for second best in the whole series. So, especially at Darlington, he's decent there. Um, we saw him run good at Richmond. We saw him run good at New Hampshire. Uh, he's got good tracks coming up. So, I, I think Bell ha- is capable of making a deep run in the playoffs. But yeah, ter- he, he definitely has more momentum than uh, than Byron, though, even though Byron's fifth and Bell is in tenth. Um, but, you know, that many top tens, if you can keep clicking off those top tens, that's going to get you at least into the round of 12 pass. Yeah. So out of uh, 11 through 16, uh, who do you think is going to advance? Like one 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 person that you think is going to advance uh, past the round of twelve? I mean, I the smart answer is hey, Kyle hey, Bush. Sam Brady here. Due to um, a uh, Wi-Fi issue, the rest of the episode got cut off. But you can uh, stay tuned for a playoff episode coming this week. Thank you for listening, and thank you for continuing to support the Variety Sports Network.